Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You make a very distinct differentiation between when you serve a meal for every day compared to when you serve a meal for one whom you wish to honor and or commemorate a special occasion. Even the location in your house is a different place. The flatware and the place setting, candles market differently for someone whom you wish to honor compared to the everyday meal. In this morning's Gospel reading, Jesus is honored. He's invited by Simon, the Pharisee, who is very interested in to discern whether or not Jesus really is who he says and proclaims himself to be. So he invites him to his house for a very special dinner. And the reason we know it is, is because the text says, and he reclined at his place at the table. Setting apart this place for some great teacher to come and sup with them. Because what is to be done is, there is to be teaching to go on, and there is to be eating to go on. And the two are then put together to say, we who are gathered around this table to hear your teaching, we are in agreement with it, and we're going to commemorate that agreement by our supping with one another. Well, Simon the Pharisee, who had invited him to this meal, is surprised. That's an understatement, to say the least. For the forgiveness of Christ emboldens this woman, this woman of ill repute. The forgiveness of Christ emboldens her so to come into a place in which she was not invited and to kneel at Jesus' feet to do for the honored guest that which was not done by Simon the Pharisee. No different than when you invite the person of honor. They're the ones who get the special seat, the special plate, the special position that everyone focuses upon. Jesus points this out to Simon a little later when he says, you did not even wash my feet. You did not even give me the kiss of peace and fellowship as one who is in agreement with one another. You merely wanted to look upon me and investigate me with doubts in your mind to discern whether or not I'm worthy of you. And yet this woman of ill repute, this sinful woman, the forgiveness of Christ drives her to her knees to bend down at Jesus' feet to wash them. And here before Simon's eyes, is the great New Testament example of forgiveness. An object lesson and a parable are put together. The object lesson of the sinful woman, the parable of the two men who have been excused and pardoned their debt. Sadly, 
Simon the Pharisee, receives all of this wondrous proclamation, not with faith, but with disdain. And having received this revelation with disdain, speaks judgment upon himself. In fact, everyone at that table who did not believe what Jesus was bringing to them, that forgiveness, and did not believe that he received sinners of whom they did not count themselves, received such a revelation with condemnation, not with blessing, as the woman did who heard again her sins were forgiven, who saw in the eyes of her Lord love and compassion. This Jesus not only proclaims forgiveness, but He does so at a meal where He eats with sinners. He began His ministry eating with a very important sinner, Matthew, the tax collector. There he received Matthew as a believer. There he ate with Matthew, solidifying this agreement, this relationship that he had with Matthew. Now, Pharisee after Pharisee had him over to their house. Sadly, Pharisee out of Pharisee received him as Simon did in condemnation, not believing that he would receive common sinners. By washing the feet of Jesus, does the woman reveal to Simon and to all at the table that this is the honored guest. And so overcome with emotion is she that she does something that no self-abiding woman of the Middle East would ever do. She let down her hair a woman in the Middle East never lets down her hair except in the presence of her husband. Well, in a very profound way, did this sinful woman let down her hair in the presence of her husband, Christ, who is the groom of the church. He is our husband. And she honors him by letting down her hair in front of him, the only one to whom she can let her hair down. And she shows forth the power of forgiveness. Her showing up in the midst of this dinner showed herself to be a great sinner. Her crying and weeping and letting down her hair shows herself to be a great sinner. And now Jesus in front of them all and her reveals Himself to be the one who has authority and power to forgive sin and reveals to her and to all those He is God. That is power of forgiveness in someone's life. Now, the Old Testament quintessential example of forgiveness, why, that's found in our Old Testament reading that Pastor read. David is the quintessential example because here he is with all the trappings of godliness and Christianness. God even called him in His holy word a man after His own heart. 
and yet he struggled with lust and acted upon that lust. He put away a woman whom he had impregnated and killed her husband so that he could rightfully marry her to cover the illegitimate child to be born to them. Oh, he is a great sinner. As great of a sinner as the sinful woman who bent down at Christ's feet. And yet, just as the great woman was covered with even greater forgiveness, so David, the quintessential example of such great sinner, his forgiveness of Christ that he receives covers his sin even greater. For Nathan, his pastor, comes to him and proclaims to him what he has done. And being confronted with such a sin, he confesses, I have sinned against the Lord. And God's forgiveness comes to him in words from another man saying, the Lord has taken away your sin. And if you want to see the power of God's forgiveness in David's life manifested, here is a man who will view the death of this illegitimate child of he had bore with Bathsheba, die, and he will know that this child dies because of his sin. And yet he writes that which the choir sang from Psalm 32. He wrote that psalm after he had sinned with her and pinned into words what God's great forgiveness can do to a great sinner's life. Pharisees ask the question of the evening. Who is this? Who is this that even forgives sins? And the answer was given to us by the epistle reading of St. Paul, another great sinner whose God's greater forgiveness covered when he said this, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus, that blessing of Abraham might become to all people the blessing of faith, receiving such greater forgiveness than our great sin. Therefore, the answer to who is this, who even forgives sins, the one who's cursed by God for your sins, no matter how great you may perceive them to be. It was Jesus who said to that woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And he does this blessing and gives this blessing not outside of this environment of this meal, but in the very midst of this meal going on, making the strong delineation between the Pharisees who condemn and look upon the forgiveness of sins by someone who is supposed to be righteous and holy to be above him? They misunderstand. Jesus said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace to two very important people who were both exiled and put outside of the purview of 
the true church. The first, the woman who had hemorrhaging for several years, who touched his garment. Jesus said to her, Go in peace, your faith has saved you. Showing her to be a part of the true church. All those sinners with great sin that have had them covered by greater forgiveness. The other one that's notable is the Samaritan, who were already considered to be outside of Israel, that came back to Jesus. The only one of those ten men who thanked Jesus for having been healed by Him. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The one who is looked upon by the righteous of Israel to be outside of the church is actually being controlled, consoled by Christ to be inside the church. For this man with a great sin has found greater forgiveness in the one who receives sinners and eats with sinners. Her act before those Pharisees was the power of God's forgiveness in her life. The rest of David's life from that point forward, though he lived with consequences of his sin, just like the sinful woman's going to have to live with all those memories of her own, just like all of us have to live with the consequences of our sins. David lived it out and that sinful woman lived it out because they knew that they had been forgiven Forgiveness impelled them forward or compelled them forward, moving them to love and to serve. It was Jesus who said this, who loves to mix forgiveness and eating together with sinners. In the revelation of St. John, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, And anyone who hears my voice, notice he says, hears my voice, not my knock. Anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, I, I, God in the flesh, will come into him, a sinner, and eat with him, a sinner. And I will have this sinner eat with me. He invites you to his supper table where you have your place to feed you a great sinner with even greater forgiveness that you may know He and you are one. That's why Christ said, I will come into Him. He will come into you. And having been greatly forgiven, as you have, love one another, He said, as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds on Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.